This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening everybody and welcome once again to Come On Kind. We are on season two. This is episode 13 and we are back in our own house here in the KCLR studio, back in studio number two. Great to be back in our own home and it's, I am delighted to be joined again this week by Paula Dowling or Paula Murphy, whichever she goes by depends or prefers. they're looking for a man. That's been answered. <laughs> it depends who's after me. You know yourself. Exactly. Well, we've had a busy weekend. I can tell you that much. We had a lot happening uh, on Saturday and Sunday and we have a hectic weekend coming up as well for this weekend which we will get to later on but first up we have a review of the minor competitions that took place on Saturday and Sunday our girls were in the minor B final against Leash on Saturday and the minor A's were up against Dublin on Sunday and uh, first off Paula I suppose you were part of the management on both of them it was a great occasion we will be joined by some of the players very soon and Mike Wall will be the in studio with us as well to discuss matters but your uh, overall feeling after being involved with the two teams at the weekend Speechless Fabulous Brilliant bunch of girls In all honesty did we think at the beginning of the year that I think it has never been done before whereby Kilkenny would win the A and B Minor Leinster Championship I don't think we've ever won the B never. Championship Never So we won the B Shield I think one year going back but we've never won the two of them so I have to say that is just fabulous and that reflects more so on the girls and I suppose there has been a concerted effort which I'm sure Mick will go into later on is that about everybody it was a group and, and like neither team would have won without the other No, and that's, never the, way won it should, the, that's the way it should have been yeah no never won the never B Shield, shield. No, we have the minor A Shield, oh, a shield. Right, oh, yeah. apologies 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 got that one wrong record that quickly because I don't get it wrong too often um, <laughs> but no it is it's brilliant it reflects on everybody I think more so than anything else and it's just been um, I'm not as hoarse as, la- as the last I was just going to say about that, yeah. for all the shouting you were doing at the weekend you're, Do you know what? you're very I, good tonight I, yeah I, I have to say I was a little bit calmer uh, the girls will probably tell you in a while what we're, we're like we're quite a diverse <laughs> bunch of different personalities but we do like to have the banter and the crack with the girls well we want the truth now tonight and none of this uh, holding things back the girls, the girls won't here. say a word against me because they know I'll get them back at some <laughs> stage and they definitely won't say anything against Mick because he probably hasn't threatened beforehand so like I mean that's being the honest girl truth but no I have to say fabulous bunch of girls um, I suppose we've known some of it for three years because we would have been involved in that under 16 um, two years ago with the guard to the pandemic that we only got to play one match against Dublin Yeah. so like I mean those girls a lot of them would have come through and we would have new girls came, would have came through as well so it, it, I can only sing their praises they've been really really good really dedicated it has been a tough year and that we had the, the duplicity of having to deal with the secondary schools and, and the matches seemed to get delayed and then Covid came into play and it's just, it's, it's a brilliant way to finish off the year. And I have to honestly say, I'm proud of every single one of them, everybody in the panel and even the management. It's been, we've had our ups and downs, we, but it's still, we've come out the other side of it and we usually end up having a good laugh at the end of it. We haven't killed each other yet, which is always a good sign. And um, yes, being the operative words, there's always plenty of time to get in and I'll dig here and there. And yeah, you know. can say that again. Well, you were here with me last Monday when we had Linda on the phone and the phones were hopping and going left, right and centre with text messages 
back and forth was it going to be wasn't it going to be was it possible or not eventually before we left here last Monday evening it was announced that we were going to be able to play the match in UPMC Nolan Park on Saturday's the curtain raiser to Kilkenny and Leach in the hurling championship game when you eventually found out Monday leaving here I'm assuming it was straight on the blower to make let him know first of all and then the girls found out then as well what was the override emotion finding out that the game was going to be played in Nolan Park? Oh, it was brilliant. Brilliant. The only thing I would say is that more people should have come to it because it was a very good game considering the conditions. Like, I mean, it was a really tough game. Um, and even towards the end, even though we had a good lead, there was a lot of intensity there. Leash were knocking on the door right, right up until the very end. And like, I mean, it would have been brilliant if we could have got more bodies to see it. And I think that's a big thing that we need to sort of push in Camogie in general is that these girls put in just as much effort if not more as any hurler that you'll see out there and I think that has to be acknowledged um, and I think it has to come from you know parents need to realise that their little girls want to see their role models in years to come and that's what makes it real for them um, I, I sort of it's all well and good you'll see everybody go to the hurling match and people struggled in came into the hurling match but they needed to see the girls as well and I think that would have like it was brilliant I don't care we won it's the most important thing but I would have loved if a bigger audience had seen but still even to play in Nolan Park it was fabulous it surely it was. was fabulous yeah. Yeah, it was well really good. talking about fabulous we now have little women in the studio here with us they're not girls anymore they are indeed women and we are delighted to be joined by Amy by Neve and by Ava of course who are the three captains uh, Ava and Neve. So I suppose we'll start with you first because you're nearest to Paula so you can get the digs in first. <laughs> um, when you did find out as a team that you were going to be playing your Leinster final in Nolan Park, how did you feel? I'm sure, like, it was great, obviously, because who doesn't want to play in Nolan Park? Like, we got the experience and when I found out, I was actually shocked, but... Yeah, no, it was amazing to be fair. Have you ever played in Nolan Park before, either of you? No, only a training session maybe last year at the County Miners, but that was it. So that was it. So you've, yeah. ne- you've never actually had the privilege of playing a schools final or anything in Nolan Park before last Saturday? I have. I played mm-hmm. a schools final once. So it was with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> tell them the story, Eva. Um, after the match against Mead in the semi final, I said it to Paul as. Like I was joking, like I didn't think there was any possibility of ever playing in own park, and I was like, like I've never played there a proper match, and I was saying it to her, and I was nearly crying, and she was saying, "Oh, I played there so many times." Like, of course, I was rubbing it in. <laughs> there was no sympathy there whatsoever, and I kept saying, "Yeah, I think I played. God, I've lost count to say at this stage. God, I remember played all my prior schools, all the under four. I said I must have played there about forty times. If I don't even know about counties, but I, well, I really added on a couple. You're like, really rubbing it in. Really now, rubbing so, yeah. it in. But I was saying, God, yeah, it would be great. And the minute that I heard it I hear in the podcast and the first girl that came to mind was Ava because she said she'd never actually played on the pitch. And that's what every young Camogie player and hurler wants to do. And that's something you can take with you. And you're also a Leinster champion as well. Yeah, it's an experience that's certainly going to be there. Um, you knew the game was going ahead so training was going all week. Preparations were prepared for us. Then Friday, you were told that you were going to get a walk around in Nolan Park itself, which I suppose was a shock. Maybe coming first, but I suppose a bigger shock then to find out that Brian Cody was actually there then on that day and he had a small chat with you then as well uh, about the weekend. So tell us what was the experience of having Brian actually there in the room with you? 
Ah, uh, well, he's just he has so much experience of coaching and everything, and he just you know you know he knew exactly what to say to set us up for the match, and he was saying he was even putting us like putting more um, priority on us for the match ahead of the hurlers there that day. Yeah, he so made us feel important. <laughs> it wasn't about the hurlers as such that we were important, and it was very motivating to hear that before your match as well. So the day of the match comes. You're in Northern Park. You arrive the same as any hurlers would do. You're brought down to the tunnel area. You're put into the dressing rooms. The women are below. The jerseys are hanging up on the wall and the whole lot. Then you go out for your puck around. Bring us the atmosphere that was inside the stadium for the two of you when you went out onto the field. Excitement yeah. more than anything, I'd say. We were all nervous before. But once we got on the field, all the nerves just went. But... Yeah, no, it's just really exciting, and especially in the dress room, it's like, wow, we're actually here. <laughs> because we have a small panel as well, and we were just, we we're all really close, and we just, it was kind of extra special that we all got to kind of experience it together and play in Owen Park and have the big stand all around everyone, and it was just nice. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you certainly played your heart out. So, uh, this is a moment, I suppose, to bring in Mick Walls. Oh, God. <laughs> we're really getting emotional no. again. <laughs> Why not? Mick, uh, oh. fantastic uh, weekend, but you had a job to do first of all on Saturday. You had a busy weekend, as I said. B final though first, that was the first one up. As I said to the girls, you've already heard it. Brian Cody was there. Message was good and clear. Doesn't matter where a match is, you have to go, you have to play it and you have to win it. So the match itself, talk us through it. Yeah, I suppose just going back to that, I suppose what it should be said and I'm sure... He listens in every week, Martin T. But um, it wasn't the case that Brian Cody just happened to be to be there. He actually had agreed to come in, and you know, so that just says something about the man when he had a, he had a Leinster Championship match himself. So it's it, it just goes to show like what what was taught of the girls, and he was he was brilliant. But so that's just uh, I just think that we should just have to thank him for that, and I'm sure all the girls would, would as well from both panels that were there. Um, the match itself. Um, just what a performance! Um, I I actually listened back t- to the commentary today, and um, yourself and Nessa done a done a super job on it. Um, but as good as you done it, I don't think it done the ju- don't think it done the match. Um, justice, I, I think it was a great match. But to be fair, the performance of the players were was was second to none. And obviously, the there was there was nine sorry well nineteen um Becky was injured, so there was there was eighteen girls took the field that day, and and um, but I thought the two ladies here. Um, led by example I really really do Ava obviously picked up the man or the player the match award but it could, it really could have been it could have been any of the 18 I thought the, the, the girls the three girls that came on they were they were, they were super but you know it, I suppose we've always said it about Neve, young girl and old shoulders or was it young head and old shoulders or young, young <laughs> old head and young shoulders or something like that but it'll eventually they, come out for yeah, you yeah something like that yeah, I looked at it it, t- it takes a while for my, me to get the point across but uh, no, I, I I thought uh, as a team, and even the girls from the all the A's were there watching, and um, I don't I don't think we've ever looked at each other as two different panels. We're all the one panel, just 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 playing two just playing two different competitions. Yeah, well, you can see that, like the camaraderie yeah. and the every the chaoticness of the whole lot was mm. there. So, even Eva, uh, you went up for the toss first of all. Had Mick told you if he had to win the toss, we'd play with or against the breeze. With, with the wind, yeah. With the breeze. So yeah. you won the toss? No, no. 
Actually, the reaction was funny. Who came down to him? Yeah. came down and was, they're what? tossing, they're playing against the breeze. Are they right or what? I just started laughing. I told Mick, and Mick just shook his head, leave him off. So, like, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't have done that. Just the breeze, we didn't know whether it was going to stay up. You had said that to me, that you didn't know whether it was going to stay No, that, that was it. And it, it was it was, swir- it was swirling. Now, yeah. we were looking at, and again, there was no major tactic because it's not like something we'd worked on all week. Yeah, there's going to be a massive swirling wind in Nolan Park. We'll play with it. And again, we just, myself and Paula were just looking and we said, look, we played horse to City end uh, if if we win it. And, uh, well, it seems to be the scoring goal because any match that we've actually covered in Nolan Park with anything, that seems to be the goal that all the scoring that is fact done. Now, it was purely based upon the fact in case the wind died down the second half. <laughs> yeah. That's being honest yeah, about it. No, it. We it, weren't it. being that strategic or scientific about it. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. He'll probably say he had it all planned. But, you know, we, might, we might say if McCormick got lazy there in the, in the second half with <laughs> all the running done. Well, just from experience, it certainly is the, the scoring in. And by God, you done the scoring. Now, when we were up in the commentary position, we knew that the wind was down there but we didn't know how strong that the wind actually was until we saw Leash then decided that they were going to play with a sweeper putting only two players in the full forward line basically and pulling Aileen O'Neill way out the the field um, and they kind of like just a bit they had two sweepers I said it to Rick they had two sweepers actually back at once yeah well, it was kind of like as if they actually parked the bus because again the breeze in the first I half I think Carl was just looked over at one stage and she just two hands out and went she was playing full what back and she goes do, one of my yeah. suppose knees player had gone up as well yeah. so it was like going, what are we supposed to do I said you just hold your ground you know because they were looking for obviously the quick break I'd imagine the quick break and ball to come out yeah I, I suppose yeah and it did take us maybe a few minutes to settle but while we were waiting to settle the tackling that was going in the work rate of the girls so early on um, it was super it was really really super to see and I suppose once we got and the good thing about it was I thought I, I thought we I thought we managed the game very well I'm, yeah. I'm sorry no I thought the girls on the field managed the game very very well the way they you know they, they knew what they went to he's always trying to trying to take the glory from you guys <laughs> I'm just saying look at him he's always, off again he's always, off again always yeah <laughs> I'm going to be um, but yeah no it, it certainly did as you said I, I don't know whether it was nerves or what maybe a big final and in the stadium like Nolan Park as well um, but by God when you did get going you did get going really well um, going in at the break 2-7 to 3 points ahead the two goals depending I mean we were looking at it and we credited Quiva with the two goals and even talking with her afterwards she didn't deny that she didn't score the two goals I see <laughs> that Leash uh, and someone else had uh, Kleena that she well, was actually yeah, after Kleena, scoring Kleena got the second all the reports has gone in that Quiva actually has both the goals and she has been credited for both the goals on it like as look uh, it didn't matter who scored once who won wasn't it lads exactly but yeah, yeah. I, I think the move of the game actually came and it's not because she's sitting here in front of us or anything but like the pinpoint accuracy of the pass from Ava into Quiva to get the very first goal. Like if TJ Reid or anyone else had to do a pass like that uh, in front of 80,000 on All-Ireland final day. You're giving her notions now. Come on, mate. I'm not, but let's be fair. No, let, let, no, no, no. Let's, let's be fair now. If a, if a fella done that in a hurling game, everyone in the place would be talking about it for weeks afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't recorded, it was, brilliant. Say, was it? No, no, I don't no. Think so, no. But like the thing is, this was, and she knows the money play garden. But that's that's the way I suppose we function. Like I mean, it is about they work together so well, and that's it. Make it set it to them, drive it in fast, fast and low, get it in fast, and that's what we need the fast ball in because our forwards were able to punish that. Now I am going to give out though because while Leash might have parked the bus in the second half. 
ye certainly parked the bus in, or in, well, Lee's done it in the first half ye done it in the second half to be fair like with most well, of them it wasn't the, intentional no, it no, wasn't intentional no, I think it was more so you, you take for granted the breeze was a, a factor that came into play but it wasn't intentional to, to that I felt what it, it was it was the second half was a bit how did you find to watch Mick what did you feel um, in hindsight I, I, it was a bit a funny second half we were always going to get sucked forward a small bit and I suppose Leash were were coming after the game so they were they were bringing more people forward they had to we, we, it's something we did speak about at half time that we said there, there's not going to be any sweepers from Leash in the second half or they, they couldn't be because they, had, they they were 10 points down they had to come and look for the game and um, like we we don't play with a sweeper we, we'll say that and I think the girls will actually say I, I don't think ever once has any of us told them to play with a sweeper we might play we might I play with um, a lot of bodies around the middle but that's really about it and but um, we disappointed at half time I know it was a 10 point lead and it was a great lead going into it but there was an awful lot of ball and possession up around the forwards and that were you disappointed you didn't have a few more scores on the board at half time um, I don't think so because maybe I think we were quite happy we were quite content mm. and I suppose I don't know part of what, what you were feeling would have been but you, you always have a fair feeling after uh, after the huddle how you're fe- how the girls are feeling it's not really down to us I think you were pretty comfortable not, I don't want to say comfortable I don't want to disrespect Leash, but I think you were pretty happy with the way the game was going and you knew you were hurling well and I don't think there was any fear of us the only fear was that they might take the foot off the pedal No I, I know for a fact there's one particular person that's sitting here that is quite near to the Leash border I'd say how many I'm not even half a mile no, I could walk it She could walk across the Leash border and she wasn't letting Leash go home with the cup that was definite now and I can say that because when you're that close I'm not that far away from it either but like when you're that close as in the next parish is, is Leash Well we know that certainly from the last ditch effort that was going in I mean I know the ball definitely hit Neve on the shin at one stage oh because God. I saw her hobbling and I even said it to Nessa like it makes no difference where the ball hit her or how much that hurt it's not going to stop her and she, She'll tell you she put it there on purpose Well, exactly what she was doing <laughs> Between uh, Neve and Quiva and Libby, like the double save towards the end to stop the goal going in when Leash were really on the attack and they were coming for Kikenny. And let's not uh, forget Chloe Brennan. Oh, Chloe, Chloe Brennan, Chloe yeah. yeah. And the guest thing is, you know what? Even though like it was, it was sort of you know that that initial chaos, mm. I was still quite calm about oh, yeah. it. I was actually like I knew they had it but no one really panicked in the defence that's what made it even more spectacular like I mean the girls just threw themselves on the line <laughs> that I was panicking <laughs> <laughs> I was in the goal by myself <laughs> actually that did sort of worry me a little bit when I saw Neve McCormick standing in the goal I was going geez this could be dangerous well actually no it's nice to see honestly because looking at it on the field you wouldn't think that there was yeah. any panicking going on that's a defender's instinct though to protect the goal I knew he was shouting at Libby. I was like, Libby, get back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it certainly was. But anyway, the the final whistle came. Uh, At the end of it, elation, everyone overjoyed. First win under the belt. Going up the steps then and... uh, the two girls is above in the VIP section and we're all waiting in anticipation. We actually knew who the player of the match was going to be because Barney O'Connor, the Leinster voice chair, was down in front of us and Barney's a leash man and we were just asking him and we were live on the air at the time in the whole lot and we just said, who's after getting player of the match? Because Ness and myself was after picking kind of hours and we couldn't agree on a player of the match actually. It was that. And Barney says to me, it's the number eight. And we're like, 
are you, are you sure Barney now you're not giving us the wrong information like because we want to put this out on the radio so we were waiting the next thing Linda calls out that the player of the match is Kilkenny's number 8 and the next thing we look at Ava and she's looking down at her jersey to see actually whether she is wearing the number 8 or not like. <laughs> you looked at the jersey and then she looked over at me and, and she nodded at her and I was like <laughs> I, yeah, I think that was but unreal but. I think that said something about the girls they're all very they're unassuming would you agree Mick? Like I mean, they are. They are. There's yeah, no are. like the others will knock each other down fairly lively. They'll put each other into the box, and if somebody does get you know any notions about them or anything like that, and in all honesty, I think you could have picked four or five Kilkenny players that day to be. With no disrespect to Ava, oh, I God, mean no. we we, no. we we certainly have. I mean the two that we picked for the player of the match, we didn't even have her in the like, That's what I'm saying. It just two, goes to show that there were so, so many good players there, and it's work rate. It was the work rate was phenomenal. Mm. It really mm. was, and and like when you see that in a team, like even if you know things are going wrong and you know the work rate is there, they know that they'll, they'll push over the line, you know? Right. Saturday, done and dusted with. Girls are overjoyed in the whole lot. So we're going to do a bit of musical chairs here now in the studio and we're going to bring Amy uh, in on the microphone where uh, Neve and Ava is. So I'm going to switch off that just for a minute while they're doing the musical chairs. Um, so I was swapping with, or talking with Mick afterwards in the tunnel uh, and I said it to him, so pressure slightly on a small little bit then for Sunday's game. Dublin were coming. It was on home soil. Amy Clifford's home club as well. She's leading the girls out, out in Palmerstown in Dixborough. The sun was shining. We all needed the sun cream uh, at this stage. And were you still on the high then coming into Sunday? Yeah, I think with me, the girls will tell you, I can get very emotional at times. We know. Right? You're like me. I can get very emotional. Um, Stop nodding. Stop nodding so much. I do, but I don't mean. But I was, I I found that even. I was a lot calmer now on, on Saturday, wasn't I? I was very calm on Saturday and I was calm on Sunday but I found that they drain and I'd say because probably I'm shattered today mm. I feel like mm. a bus has driven over me about 10 times but there was a certain I think when we left Noel Park on Saturday it was alright half the job is done now let's get the other half done mm-hmm. there was no messing around there was no like you know okay we've won way hey that's great it was half the job and that was always what we Mick had said to the girls as well is that we were coming out of it and we were aiming to bring both cups home Amy, tell us what was said at the dressing room before they went out because you hit the ground running uh, on Saturday and Paul is pointing over to the fella here beside me so just ignore him now for a minute and pretend he's not even here so tell us the truth what was said on Sunday afternoon before you went out onto the field It was actually emotional like it was in the dressing room Mick gave us this big long speech about how he's so proud of us and And all that, yeah, basically. And Paula then. I, I wasn't as bad. No, you actually didn't shed a tear. She'd usually shed a tear. Yeah, no, I, I didn't shed a tear either. Oh, you looked like. You know, you'd, you looked like you wanted to have, like. Okay, okay. You did. Amy will tell the truth. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he looked like he was going to cry. That's why we love players in because they always do tell the truth. Um, but certainly the, the emotion, whatever was there, it worked because it's probably one of the greatest performances that I have seen in the minor girls all year. Now, all we is that we know Dublin had issues in that coming into the game, which we're going to talk about at a later stage with John um, and the whole lot. They're not making excuses for us and they're certainly, uh, deli- you know, they're delighted with the girls' performances um, and the whole lot. But I mean, you had a team in front of you. You went out and you actually tore into them. 
in a way that there was aggression that was there, but it was actually a good aggression. Like it, it wasn't nasty or anything that way because controlled aggression. Yeah, the, mm. the work rate. I mean, I see Emma Shortle um, and Ava just for two. I mean, there was balls put into the corner. There's anyone else would give up on him, and they were like terriers fighting like for a ball and running after. It. Like whatever you said, it really worked. Um, and to actually go in at the break two nine to one four uh, ahead. I don't think that the scoreline really done you justice for the the amount of work that you actually done in the first half to win just uh, by that margin. Would you agree? Disagree? Yeah, no, no. I, look, look, I would. Look, I suppose for, for us yesterday, it was almost complete performance. And I think Paula would agree. Um, look, I, I was... Do you know what? You, you know, you were talking about being emotionally dra- drained. Um, we were all very disappointed with how the All-Ireland for the semi-final went for a magnitude of reasons and um, but I never seen I never seen a bunch of girls so driven to come back and set and put the record right and um, and that was that was evident when we played Tipperary in a challenge a week and a half later and um, you know destroyed them down in their own their home patch obviously we went to the Leinster semi-final against Offaly and had a really good game there but we just we wanted them to show and especially you know the home of the captain in Kilkenny in front of a, a great crowd which I have to say to be out in pot and thanks to Palmer's sound Dixborough for, for, for uh, hosting it it was, it was brilliant we just wanted them to show exactly what they could do and we knew if they'd done that the, the results take care of themselves and you're right Martin it was one of the best performances I've seen from a Kilkenny team it was it was just it was super and the thing is we wanted the girls to finish off on a note because we always have believed in them that's the biggest thing and I think at times the girls may have doubted themselves slightly but we always said to each and every one of them is that and I've said it I've seen them that we, we had a lot of them at under 16 up along and they're after growing up and maturing and I feel like we've contributed some bit to the, their growth and development as people and as that's what Camogie is about. Maybe just a small little bit. A small bit, just a small bit. But the thing is, <laughs> is that they have come along and like Mick kept, kept saying this and it sort of it kept going from my head on Saturday night when I was trying to go to sleep is that he was saying we have only lost in say the last two years one game. That's including challenge matches and everything. Three years, one game, sorry, in three years with the bunch that we've been with. And I don't think the girls realise how much potential they have within them. And that's what Mick was trying to get across to him before the match. It's not about, OK, it's a great honour to wear a Kenny jersey and that is really important. But at the end of the day, you're representing your family, your club and the people that mean the most to you. And I think it, that's what it's all about. It's that sense of community. And I mean, in all honesty, it's about the bunch of girls, however, 40, whatever of them that we've had for the last number of years. And it's about all of them together and the effort that they all put in and getting them to finish it off on a high and be the players that we know that they can be. Amy, tell us, you're at home, you've played many a match in Palmerstown. It's your home club, senior semi-finals uh, you've even I think even had a county final there um, one of the years if I'm not mistaken at maybe 14 or 16 um, you know you played there since you started playing Camogie what was it actually like uh, playing I mean there was a decent crowd there I have to agree with you uh, on Sunday so what was it like being out on the field Oh was- like sure who doesn't want to play a Leinster final on your own club do you know what I mean um, oh it was unreal Did Absolutely you feel more unreal. pressure though Yeah yeah but you obviously had the girls around you, so you knew that the pressure—good pressure, though—in a way. Yeah, no, like <laughs> it's hard to explain. Like I don't know how to explain it, but 
it's like you had to kind of you know perform well it's in your own club your say your managers that'll be there from your own club watching do you know what I mean expectations was yeah. put on yeah 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 well you certainly done very well with it um I have to say, yeah, I, I really was impressed over the weekend with it. Um, even just taking notes. It's a pity we actually couldn't do it on the radio on Sunday because they would have been two of the best finals uh, was ever played at that uh, level. Uh, it really was a shame that we couldn't. But um, for the spectators and the whole lot that was there, poor Emma Shortle. You know, uh, I think in all Don't, the don't. He could get upset over there. He was traumatized in, by it because it was right beside where you were, Mick. In, uh, in all the years um, that I have been covering games, either refereeing, umpiring with the radio recently, it's the first time I've actually ever seen a player of the match award that the person giving out the player of the match award had to come down from the podium that they were on because poor Emma was sitting on a bar stool from inside in the clubhouse because she had to be lifted up. Um, now, in fairness, and I, I will have to say it, and it just goes to show the togetherness that's there, ye would not let the presentation go ahead until Emma Shortle was actually up with the rest of the team in front of the clubhouse uh, yesterday. Oh Which God, no! You couldn't I, do that. I thought just actually goes to show how much that team is together. Oh yeah, no, it was just. Um, I suppose the fact that it was. I suppose there was only about two minutes left, was there? It was, it was in injury time yeah. in injury yeah, time yeah. and it happened to happen at the far side now Emma doesn't generally go down the girls will even acknowledge that here she doesn't go down like injured. she's a tough she might be short in stature but she's a tough bit of stuff and um, I was at the far side so I didn't realise what was going on but then the minute I saw Mick running over and going down I said oh Jesus and like with the way things have been and, and you know um, Kate Moran and everything that's ha- happened you just automatically panic a little bit there was a little bit of anxiety there and I suppose look thanks be to God look she's okay um, there's nothing broken and, and I suppose she's fo- focusing anyway and doing her she's her leaving start coming up down the, the next few weeks and, and hopefully you know She'll give her time to recuperate and get herself right. And, and well, I mean this in the nicest way possible. But if you're going to injure yourself, you might as well do it on one part of your leg and not the hand. At least that you're not in a cast. Debate, but some of us are better at talking than writing. <laughs> 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 but like I mean, I suppose on that level, you know that that was that was good from that side. But it even go to show, like I mean, she was sitting on the stool when the name was announced, and she was actually looking around, and she's like, "Me? Are you serious?" Like uh, somebody had said that. That, uh, Emma got player of the match so she presumed it was Emma Minogue okay so I think that's what she thought because she was like and then she was like what and then when she got it she wouldn't let go of the bloody thing because I said here put it down no no I'm keeping this and I was like okay fine she's <laughs> dead right why would you leave go <laughs> well I was just tr- like... we were trying to look after her injury more so than that stage she, she was back to Jersey she was wearing either oh yeah mm, one of those <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to fire one at, at Mick now, is that right, Martin? Work, you're the co-host, work away. So, Michael, this was Michael Jackson. When I call him Michael, you know, he's in trouble. <laughs> now, Mr. Wall, I suppose, what, what do you think was the contributing factor to the girls gelling together for the last two years? What, what is there a reason that, that, that we've, we've had this success? I now? thought you were going to say something else there for a minute. Good question. Um... I don't know win, 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 win. <laughs> speech, but I just wonder like why why do you think we had I know we've got they're a fantastic bunch of girls mm-hmm. but do you think is there an underlying factor that has contributed to the development like I mean this hasn't been done before no no um, 
I don't know. I, I suppose we, we uh, a stat for you, Martin and Ford. We had um we obviously had four girls that uh, from from our entire panel. We had four girls that stepped away after the All Ireland series because of the leave insert, which which is completely understandable. But for, out of the whole weekend, there was forty four girls that togged out for Kilkenny. And all of those 44, whether it be Leinster or All-Ireland Championship, actually played competitively for Kilkenny this year. And I think that's that's the biggest stat of the weekend, that there was no there was, there was no one there just, just on the subs bench. We used the three subs on, on Saturday. We used the five subs on yesterday. And we said it in the dressing room that, and it literally could have been any of the 18-19 the on Saturday or the 25 I think myself. I don't know. We we've always and this is this is not again not about the management team, but I think we've always taken the thing where you, you treat the girls as best as you possibly can, and that when they're in your care for that hour and a half or hour and twenty minutes every two or three times a week, that you look after them as best you possibly can. Um, I think that there is a huge drive in the bunch, and I think over the last couple of weeks, I think that drive. Um, I, I think I said this after the Galway game that that loss wouldn't define them as as players or as a team, but I think the weekend certainly will, and I think the weekend has has I was I beaming with pride, and I was in here last year after winning the All Ireland, and it was an absolutely unreal feeling, but I don't think I was any prouder then or happier then than I, than I am at this point in time because it's it's about it was always about. The forty-four girls, the forty-four players, um, what's best for them? They're an. I said it to him yesterday, and I'm going to say I, I'll say it here for whoever listened to it. They're a generational bunch, um, which which means that there's these bunch of girls. It'll take a long time before this group of their caliber. They're so polite. They're there's I there's just not one bad word I could say about them. Well, now, now, well now, now let's see he can't say a bad word about the players right I have three players that's in front of me right. payback <laughs> let's dish the dirt now is he as nice when he's in here with us as he is in the dressing room or do you see a different side of Mick Ward before you go out and play a match pull down the hat Mick <laughs> <laughs> um, come on now be honest with us I sure like he's very good at the speeches before the matches and stuff <laughs> Do you think you'd be practicing him now, Neil? Oh, I'd say so. (laughs) In front of the mirrors, that is with the hairbrush. Exactly. (laughs) He gets mad when he has to get mad. Sometimes you see the hat flying. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I I do think there were some people imitating him at the weekend before the uh, B match. The hat. I don't know who was doing it, but I did. I did see it happen. So, like you know, but I, I, I suppose you could. I'll throw another one at Mick sure I'm on a roll here while it matters uh, an easy one this time Mick uh, which team do you prefer more the A's or the B's uh, no. <laughs> uh, no I wouldn't yeah, do that to that, him that, that, that's like I, asking who's your favourite child, child right? and he knows what he says he'll, he'll, he treats I'll, them both the same I, am I, I right I, well I'll answer it for you I said it before they're all the one exactly so they're all I the knew one. I, was only, I was only winding up he knew yeah. I'd say something like that um, so. and I suppose look I think on the, and I think I would say this on behalf of the girls yes I'm in here and, and Paul is in here and the three girls but 
obviously there's there's thirty or forty one other other players at home, but um, I also have to pay a huge amount of respect, thank, uh, gratitude, and dedication to the rest of our management team who might not who might go under the radar and might not get the plaudits because the radio don't come and ask them to do interviews because. Th- they're not wearing the banished door, babe, or something like that. So. Like we did yesterday, and all oh, I know, I, and I know, I know, fair, fair play to you. But normally, I, I think it would, it would be remiss of me to to, to not mention uh, Claude Houlihan, um, Sinead Melanis, Damien Donahue, Mary Murphy, and um, but now in fairness to Sinead, Elaine, yeah. Gloria was coming, and, and our, our physio Elaine, Elaine, Elaine puts in a massive effort with the girls, and she, she's the furthest to travel um, from Limerick, so and she always gets to training before Paula. Sinead so. is very quiet and fair. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh no! It's all coming out now. You it's see, all coming out. Yeah, just just when you're over for the season, you get the LD. Well, it's always no who the quiet ones are because when anyone attempts to come near them for an interview, you see them all scattering away out of it, and then they're pushing Mick forward. And only for Mick was after getting caught yesterday. First of all, we probably would have had the interview with him as well. But it was nice to hear that you were formidable women, you know, doing it. And my well, I look God, forward what, to hearing that. what an I interview! Got, I did is get a, a sl- I, actually. I, I think Martin sees the crack that we do have as, mm-hmm. a, as a management group we do have good cracklets and we do have a bit of banter and there's a small just small bit of slagging in between slagging there's small definitely bit. divilment and going we're not, on there and we're not so sarcastic at all but I think that's like I mean it's very like the girls you're not always going to be on form every night when you come to train you try to be in the best form you can but when by the time you're leaving that pitch there's a lift in it and I think that's that's important that when you're leaving that pitch that, you know, if you're coming and after having a bad day or work or whatever and you know you're coming there and you see the effort that the girls put in and then you've got colleagues with you that are working there and we're all aiming towards the one goal, it does definitely give you a lift and keeps you motivated. Well, hopefully it won't be the last time that they'll be motivated for anything that these bunch of girls now that are all too old and gone out of the minor grade now, which is terrible to say that actually that's the you're end really of the underage. You're really getting I had a conversation with someone today. What happens next? That's for these girls. That's something that has to be looked at. Like, I mean, nationally, there's such a, like, you have the under 20s with the hurling, which is great. But I know we're caught with the age law and camogie and that's fine. But still, there's a cohort of girls that need further development they're only on the starting of their adult playing career as such right? I think what Paula is trying to say is that it shouldn't stop their inter-county no, career. and, and I, I'm, I'm 100% it convinced won't. it won't no, it, won't. it won't but, but I, I agree with you because it's different because when you started I mean you were in senior at 14 years of age or whatever mm. it was a completely different time we know that there was girls in Tipperary that was in at 13 years of age mm. and I can't think of the girl's name off the top of my was head it Jovita, now. I don't know was it Jovita she, I think she played centre forward at one stage um, yeah, Javish would have been in forwards first. Would she play yeah, in the forwards? Yeah. Um, I'd say it was. So, I mean, the times have completely changed now. You're not going into the, the the senior team at 13 or 14 years of age. But definitely there is a big gap and there is a big step up as well that we can see from going from minor into either intermediate or senior or whatever. So there has to be a kind of a a medium in between is to try and get the girls in a stepping stone going from minor up to adult oh, oh definitely like I mean these girls and have so much potential and I know I've said this that on the podcast before is that regardless of which panel they're on there are girls that are on both panels that definitely have a career or can future be seen in the Kenny Jersey all of them can be but it's just to keep girls playing camogie is so important. Like the fall offs have been proven and it's been shown. The age of 13 is the fall off. The age of 15 is the fall off. And then at minor. Mm. And the reason being is that because they're not 
getting the game time. So that's really important that I'd love to be, say, coming into the studio in five and six years' time and next all of a sudden we're interviewing Ava Carr, Avery Clifford and Eve McCormick and they're after winning in All-Ireland whether it's intermediate or senior or whatever. That's, that's what should be happening and what should be going on. And I think... And I'm not now. Make a take. Don't get carried away. Now I'm actually going to give you a compliment, right? This might be tough for you to take, but I do think the two panels working together made a big difference this year. Mm-hmm. Because um, would you agree? Especially, I would. I would. I would agree. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I do think it made a difference because, like, I mean, you had Loretto out, you had Prez out, you had different games, different schools playing. Ursuline above and Taurus were out as well all the different schools and you had days where you just didn't have the players if we didn't have those two panels and the thing is all of those girls got game time everybody got game time and that's what it's about it's about keeping girls playing and they're all developing because in order to be the best you have to be playing with the best and that's how you're going to like I mean that's how they're going to progress and and I thought um, so I'm giving you a little boule of bus for, for once and saying well done on that but no I, I do I do echo what Paula says and I suppose this is where I think I would have said it to you more after the interview about you know about the importance of or the significance of, of winning the first B um, Leinster title for the county and you might say people from Kilkenny shouldn't be getting excited about winning a, a B or at least that's what people around Kilkenny would say um, but it was a significance because we also had the the rest of our panel was in another competition, the, the A competition, the following day, yep. and um, that was that was the significance of this. And it's like what Paula was saying: if if you want to get better and you want to be the best, you have to play with the best. And I think every one of ours today or this year played with them, and that was I I, I did say it to a few yesterday. You look at the A Shield final yesterday, which was awfully beaten Wexford, mm-hmm. awfully won the All-Ireland B competition beaten Leash yep. by one point and that's who we obviously beat Leash on, on Saturday so that'll just show you the calibre of our panel and the strength and depth and all I can say is what a bright future these young ladies have and Ankle Kenny Tomogi it's well, just as not, like what Paul not, not only knows I mean it mightn't even be the players that might be progressing onwards as well you never know with Oh, management good, good eyes question. and the whole lot good because question, I've, yeah. I've actually been told you are actually in line for a promotion at some stage but we won't go into that I, on I, air I, now I'd like, I wonder where Mick is going next that's the question now like, you've done the minor it's work yeah. <laughs> no you've done you, you, right you've won the minor this is your second time doing it Last year was the second time, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, second, you've, you've no, second, you, time, second time around, yeah. yeah. Um, you've won a competition that hasn't been won before, which is the B Leinster Championship. Well, so I mean, he has to be careful now because he's getting married next year or the end of this year, like, and you know, the, the whip is going to be cracked now about cutting down on managements and the whole lot. So we, we, we'll, we'll, we'll have I'm to keep an boss, eye on I'm, it. I'm the boss of our house, all right. Oh, when Sinead's not around. So I suppose uh, I know you're, you, you're big into keeping girl, thinking about girls and developing players or whatever. Where would you see yourself going next, or have you any thoughts? 
at the moment no thoughts and too busy getting days 4.20 for the Intermediate Championship is that it? That's, that's exactly where we're going that's exactly so you mean we'll have Min then later on in the year when the club competition uh, starts okay. as well uh, uh, first for their Intermediate as well St. Lactus are Intermediate this year as well so no. the first time you're playing one another we'll have the two Ian studio debating <laughs> then of the game that's I coming know, up I at the weekend I'm going to manage that game from the stands I'd say have it after the match I think, and I'm not refereeing that one because you could see two people I'm staying out black of eyes, that one black eyes we both have to come up against Miss Neve there don't we yeah. oh yes Emerson we're skipping, a, we're skipping Amy for, uh, for the yeah we're waiting until next year when, when, when you go up is that it <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Amy you're dead right say nothing and stay in the long grass and wait for it to happen that uh, right yeah. and I suppose for the guards did you enjoy the year yeah, yeah. yeah. But for these girls, it's two years. Two it's years. three years actually. It's the end of three, three years, years with us. Yeah, for all of them. So. And like I mean, that's the killer because that bunch with under sixteen, we got to play one game yeah. in COVID mm-hmm. against Down Dublin. Town. Below in Thomas Yeah, I know. I remember. It was live, it was streamed, and the whole yeah, lot. And yeah, and it was actually that was the whole stream. And like I mean, that had so. That was the beginning of 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 it all, and I think we saw so much potential that day. I think that's when Mick sort of said oh geez, lads we have to keep going here you know Well we have further potential to get on with tonight so we may do that um, so anyway on that note uh, we thank you all Mick thank you as always for coming in no, no doubt we will be talking to you uh, later on in the year of course Mick manager of both the teams and to our special guests as well it's great to have the players uh, in giving their perspective on it so to Ava Carroll Amy Clifford and Neve McCormack our three captains over the weekend congratulations to you and all the players on a fantastic uh, achievement over the year never been done in Kilkenny before so that's a one to uh, to savour and the best of luck for the club championships and you never know we might be talking to you uh, later and on best looking the exams as well girls whoever's doing them that's literally and oh, always the exams just need, just need. there's more cups coming yeah. this way right anyway for all those listening to us we are going to take a very quick break we will be back very soon myself and Paula discussing the upcoming under 16 championships and the adult Leinster championships that's on at the weekend as well so we will be right back in a few moments And welcome back to the second part of Come On Kind here with myself, Martin Quilty and Paula Dowling. Uh, that was an enjoyable, uh, fun part to have <laughs> girls and Mick here. And it's always great to get the the aspect of girls, um, even though they're, they're quiet now. I mean, I, I thought to be a bit more boisterous than that, but it is nice and to see them. That's because yeah, we, we had them well-worn, well-worn to behave themselves. But no, it was great just to get them in. And I suppose it acknowledges the fact that you invited them in, that they, they, like it, it makes it even all the more special that they're getting that bit of a, you know publicity but I think everyone is fed up listening to me and Anya and whatever else so I mean it's always nice to have a different perspective on things um, as well and talking about perspective we are now going to preview the under 16 finals it was great last weekend who knows we could have a double cup coming home this weekend as well the under 16 Leinster championship finals will take place at I should say Netwatch Training Centre in Fenna and both the Kilkenny teams are in action the under 16 16B team are in the Shield final against Wexford B at 12.30 and a repeat of the minor A Cup final it is Kilkenny A versus Dublin A at 2 o'clock in Netwatch Training Centre in Fenna at the weekend Paula Dowling 
Give us an insight into those two games coming up for our under-16 team. I have. I suppose the Bees had had a very unfortunate run as in things just didn't go their way. But I just have a sneaking suspicion. Um, they did a nice win the last day. And I do think the, with a lot of the girls that are on, on, on a B panel, it can a lot be about developing the confidence, getting them in the right headspace and backing themselves. And I think that win will stand to them. And I just have a sneaking suspicion because I know a lot of the girls, they're... they're that are involved in it. There's some really good hurlers there, some really good workhorses, girls that put in the hard yards. And I just have a sneaking suspicion that they'll get the upper hand on Wexford. The B team had a very good win over Westmeath, yeah. albeit that they may not have performed to their ability to get into the cup competitions, but it's still a final. As well, do you think that the weekend's games and the girls winning is going to instill a bit of confidence uh, I won't say it's putting pressure on the, the girls to perform well in that, but it'll certainly show like that they can now become Leinster champions as well later on uh, next Sunday. Exactly, exactly. I just think that's the way it should be. It should be like, you know yourself, winning becomes contagious. It does. And it's a habit. It's habit forming. And sometimes... As we said, it's like a drug. It's a, Oh, definitely. Yeah. And it's, sometimes it's nearly harder to learn how to win than how to lose. Because you have to keep... And if you're going to win, you have to be you have to take your chances and you have to believe in yourself and back yourselves. And I think that's something that we need to be a little bit more clinical about in Kilkenny as a whole. We have to be able to see out those matches and, and, and as you were talking about, you know, for the amount of possession or whatever, the minor match. Well, it's the same thing with the under-16s. I believe that it's the same thing. They're having the possession, but they need to nail it. And I suppose you have to be a little bit more cutthroat. And that's it, whereby when you get the chances make sure you drive the back of the net out or make sure that ball goes well and truly over the bar that you back yourself and I think that's the biggest thing that we need to if that mentality is there I don't doubt them No I mean they're, they're certainly in with a, a fantastic opportunity against Wexford B we saw what Wexford and Offaly uh, produced in the very physical yesterday both games were actually very physical I didn't and think I was that physical But you know the one, when you're the involved one on Saturday the one on Saturday was. was very very physical as well but physical in a good way and people actually like to see that game And there was no there was no malicious no. there whatsoever like you know and I suppose it was just that's what you want to see you want to see girls going out hell for leather like I mean there has to be that drive for the ball you have to want it and I think that's the thing if you can instill in those girls and if they want it enough they'll beat any team because the capability within the players is definitely there. Yeah. It's a pity, I suppose, in a way too, that you were on about togetherness, camaraderie, having both panels training together. That's the under-16s are not all training together at the minute that they're separately. And I can understand logistics maybe as well. There are big panels on both of them. But I suppose it would be nice if the two of them had been training together. I suppose it probably would be nice. But again, it is a lot. It's a big logistical nightmare just to point that out. And like, I mean, it doesn't always, I suppose, again, management comes into play. It might work for the particular management. Yep, that's true. Make it had said he had no like it was important that both panels trained together and, and that you know they went as one and I suppose at times even picking the two panels this year was a nightmare because there was people going up people going down you, you just and because we're all trained together it was just the group 
if you know what I mean and, and that's the way it But was. it also helped with numbers of training as you said because if girls were injured or if girls had to be away or weren't available for whatever reason at least you had a big panel that you could put in a decent training session Exactly and as well as that as I said if you want to be the best you have to be playing with the best and I suppose uh, putting my you know my development hat on which I'm sort of big into is that I'd always firmly believe that by if you have girls training together is that if they're playing against other girls that are you know are slightly better than the only way they're going to improve is by seeing where they need to improve and what they need to work on and that's really important too so from that perspective I'd be saying like definitely definitely I, I suppose but then it might work for everybody. It is a big commitment. Oh, it is, yeah. We it's know a big that, yeah. ask and you do need to be all sort of singing off the one hymn sheet mm-hmm. on that level. Yeah. Oh, no, I totally agree with you on that. Uh, logistics and the whole lot play a part in it. Um, so I suppose predictions then for the weekend. Tommy and his crew is going out, as we said, just to repeat it, half past 12 against Wexford B in Netwatch Training Centre on Sunday, May the 1st. Um, and that is going to be a cracking game. And you tip our B team go, just slightly? Go, yeah, just slightly. I just think if they put in the work rate, they'll definitely do They have some really good workhorses like that are there um, Ony Aylward Joanne Comfort um, I can start I can list off the whole panel at this stage but like I, I, like, I mean they have the potential that are there to, to actually go well um, then like the thing is though again at 16 it's an awkward age a lot of it is depends on where the headspace is and I suppose it's that transitional age so um if they back themselves, Martin, they'll beat him. There's no problem there. I do firmly believe that. And I do think Tommy and the lads will have him definitely up for it because um, like sure the, the girls will probably jump through a ditch for Tommy because he's a great way with them and he seems to be very encouraging towards yeah. them. So that's the important thing for me. And there. it would be nice for Tommy and the crew as well because obviously Leinster finishes out their season then because there's no B team in the All-Ireland series it's just one team that's there so for them to put in the training and the effort for the year it would be nice to go out on a high and to go away with a medal at the end of it Oh definitely definitely because like I mean everybody has to realise regardless of what panel on whether you're on an A or a B you're still putting in the same amount of effort you're still putting in the same slog you're still going to the pitch the same number of times and you're putting in as much effort, if not more, maybe than other panel than an A panel can be at times, and that has to be acknowledged. And like, I mean, I'd love to see them again because they're they're a fabulous bunch of, bunch of girls. Yeah, and it's going to be a fantastic feast of camogie in Netwatch Training uh, Centre in Fenna. Uh, just looking at the fixtures here, there is five games in total going ahead in Carlow at the weekend, and that is a logistical nightmare. Go early because you'll have to find the right pitch. <laughs> Well, we can give you the air code uh, on it. I thought I had the air code actually on it. I must uh, check an email, but I definitely saw it on it somewhere. But we'll run down through the fixture list anyway, because as you said, you need to get there early um, with parking in the whole lot. But the under-16C final between Offaly and Meath will go ahead at 12.45pm on Sunday. The under-16B Cup final, which has Carlo and Leash. Now, I have to say, it's great to see Carlo uh, up in a final as well, and especially in a Cup final, because they haven't been doing so well of late with the adult teams in the whole lot and we like to see Carlo doing a lot doing of, well. There seems to be a lot going on at underage at the yeah. moment, you know, and, 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 and clubs are, are popping up there one or two, you know. So it's about keeping it going, keeping it going. It just, and again... But we do need to see them progressing as well. Oh, definitely. We see what happened to them after 2016, winning the junior, going up to intermediate. 
and you know we'd like to see them push on a bit further exactly as well. exactly but again we need Camogie's support needs to see all of the counties pushing on and making the effort and again there has to be the smooth transition of players that you're bringing them all up along and I suppose it's important as well is to realise that all no player will develop at the same rate so a girl that may be good at 14 there could be a girl may not be as good at 16 but there could be another girl that would slot into it so there's no there, that, that, that there's that, that there's an open doors policy and that you know everybody is well should be everyone oh definitely yeah. definitely everyone like, has an open opportunity exactly and yeah. equality the whole thing you know well as we did say the under 16 B Shield final then between Kilkenny B and Wexford B 12.30 the under 16 A Shield final is Offaly and Wexford A obviously a repeat of the minor Shield final as well so a bit of a trend going there mm. um, the same as it was on Sunday and then the big one is on at 2pm the under 16 A Leinster Championship Final Dublin A versus Kilkenny A in a repeat of the minor final and if it's anything to go by by the minor final it's going to be epic and the under 16s A has done very well in the the, the two matches I think they had in the the Leinster Championship topped the group in maybe it. a little bit of a detriment that they needed maybe a tougher test you know mm. on that level um, and of course then um, I suppose the forwards have been getting plenty of play the backs haven't been really tested that much and there's been different girls slashing in and out yep. so that's going to be a, 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 a picking headache for the management team to see what do they know the, who their best team as of yet um, so that's something they're going to have to t- you know sit down and go through um, and get their heads around that um, but either way I suppose it's going to be a great springboard hopefully please God if they do get over the line for, before the start of uh, the group of deaths in the All-Ireland series yeah, and what a group of death it is! Like, I mean, to come out in. But that you know is, what? If you're going to win it, you have to win it the that best way. Teams. You know, yeah. just be. You know, that's what I'm saying. You have to be meeting the best teams, and like, I mean, it's going to be hard for at the moment for Jim and the rest of the lads there because really, they haven't really been tested in Leinster yet. Now, maybe Dublin can produce something different on Saturday, on Sunday and you'd be hoping that they will. Now, they'll be up for it. That's one thing for sure because like you saw in the minor match, they never gave up. No, They kept no, going no, no, no. and that's fairness, one thing you can say about yeah. every Dublin team. They never gave up. So I'd be hoping that, you know, I feel it could be a bit of a stiffer test because Dublin will have learned a lot. Kilkenny may have learned some but haven't learned as much because they haven't really been tested. Mm. And that's, I suppose, is, is, is a detriment to them but I, I've no doubt the lads will have crossed their T's and dot their I's. And, it can and be a bad thing in one way but it's also, it can be a good thing because they know that they have the players in the forward line, they know they can score. It's just a matter of shoring up the defence to see what's going to be there. As you said, there was a load of changes made the last day when they played Offaly um, out and done more. They still came away with, with an emphatic enough victory. Mm. Um, you know, but I know speaking with uh, Rachel Rogers, our friend above in Dublin, who was part of the, the 15s and the, the 16 squad as well, they're going to come down and to Fenna against Kilkenny and they're not going to shirk uh, oh, responsibility no. or do you death on the day. They're going to be up for a Leinster final and they're going to want to put the stripy women down. Exactly. And the thing is as well is that they're preparing for the All-Ireland Series as well. So they're in the same mind frame. They'll want to make a good or have a good account of themselves and hopefully, you know, push Kilkenny to the pin of their collar and, and make it a tight game. And Dublin would love if it was back in the last few, you know, last five minutes of the game and only a goal out they would love that because oh, you can yeah. just see that their tails will go up. So I think it's important from 
Kilkenny's point of view that they make every score count Yeah, and when they're scoring that they're driving and like I mean we can't afford to be having the wides they're going to have to focus and make sure that when they commit to that score that they're driving the ball over the bar or driving into the back of the net <laughs> and there has to be a little bit more of um, conviction in it I would say That's Talking the one about thing. wides you had a lot of wides too yesterday 14 in total Exactly but I suppose from that perspective we still managed to convert on the other side. Yeah, you had a bit of a comfortable seat there. But that's what I mean by about a belief. The girls have to believe in themselves when they're going for these balls. They have to realise, yeah, I, I can do this. And when they go to hit the ball that they're driving like splinters off the hurl when they're hitting the ball and conviction in that. We in Kilkenny, I think, need to be a little bit more clinical and put away teams. Because by leaving ruthless. that door, and I mean ruthless, yeah. ruthless. I'd say clinical, ruthless, mercenary if you ever want to put it that way. But like, I mean, that's what we need to be looking at. And that's at every age level. I think at times we're inclined to take off our foot off the, the pedal a little bit. Now, whether that's just something that's inherent or whether it's something that can be, needs to be worked upon. But like, I mean, I, I firmly believe you have to be able to put teams away. Okay, so you're predicting the under 16s B with a small margin over Wexford B under 16 A again, Dublin? You'd have to probably go the on form with the A, but God, you know what Dublin like. Like, I mean, they're going to come down and they're going to be ready. Like, they're going to come, it's going to be physical. And bring a huge support with Oh, them. fierce support, unbelievable. Like, um, and, and as well as that, like, they'll have their homework done. Very much so. I think I saw a couple of people that may be involved with under six or under sixteen were just were near where I was on the sideline, and they're just commenting about the way how we played and the type of ball or whatever. And the comment they didn't mention like you know, I wonder with the under sixteens do they play in that way? And I suppose there's you know I I just happened to was just at a break and play and and you know. That's the kind of thing. Like, I mean, they'll have their homework done. They'll have their research. They'll have identified players. They'll be watching out for, you know, where's Kira Dunn? Where's Ashling Brown? Um, where Casey Brennan? They'll have them identified as to who the forwards that they want to pick out as well as that and, and have done their research, right? But I suppose the other thing is, is that they don't really know what is the settled back. So are they going to play on a Donny centre-back or not? Um who, you know, who's in full back? Will it be Maya or Aoife Kavanagh or you could have Angela Carl? You just don't know because there's so many different permutations. So in that way, I suppose, um, Jim's keeping his cards very close to his chest. So on that side, Dublin don't know what to expect. Well, that's and true because he made so many changes against Offaly and the whole lot. Like it wasn't the same team. But so, you're fair, you know. I suppose he has to, oh, to yeah. see the girls. And I suppose that's what stands to him is that like he has this Leinster Championship to try things out and then sure they're not... Then but realistically it's the only place to try something out because you can have all the challenge matches in the world but you know yourself it's competitive games where you will see where your best team is going to come out of. Exactly. Well like I mean in hindsight I suppose wouldn't like if the minors were in the same position as the under 16s now and not playing minor championship until after the insert we'd be delighted but like yeah. I mean these the, <laughs> don't bugbear and I'll start ranting on again but it doesn't matter because I suppose at the end of the day it's about and you know what, you can pick the best team in all the world. I've got to be nice now to manage your sons in my life and have the best faith in that team. And they have been the girls that have been hurling the best. But sometimes girls just don't turn up on the day and that has to be acknowledged too. And 16 lads is, is a young age to be putting that pressure on their shoulders. And like, I mean, it's just, you know, you just need to sort of acknowledge that as well. But the important thing is that if somebody does have a bad game that you say, it's okay, right? 
it's not your day to day and it's not your your day to day to play well but like you have to encourage that person that the next night on train look it didn't go right for you right this this didn't go right but you know what you need to do the next day is A, B and C and at that age group it's really important to be given the feedback Yeah, at the end and of the day it's not the end of the world oh Jesus, you know, Yeah, it's, it's not but they need to be given feedback at that age group because if you don't know why you're after being taken off how are you going to learn? Yeah, you've always said that as well you know, feedback is one thing and you have to be able to do it um, I suppose that brings us on then so the two Kilkenny teams you're predicting small margins of victory uh, on Sunday um, before we go into Sunday obviously then we have the say it for me the adult championships oh, in just... Leinster yeah it's starting so we have uh, the intermediate team which will be out against Leash um, albeit the intermediate team got to the quarterfinals of the league um, came up again a very good Wexford team which we now know went on to win the Division 2 uh, title Leash was in the relegation semi-finals against Tipperary they beat Tipperary so they stayed in Division 2 as well it's a quarter-final it's in Leash it's going to be on Saturday it's a home venue for Leash give us your predictions on this one Now I was talking to people in Leash um, after the match on Saturday and there like, there seems to be a big push of football at the moment in Leash um, and I suppose it's trying to get girls and, and try and get girls to commit and, and and to keep it going. Now, the fact that they've galvanised and come together and managed to retain their status, it all depends on where the the frame or the head frame is there as well. And the same from Kilkenny. Have they learned from the Wexford match? Have they moved on? Have they, you know, learned from their mistakes? Has, and I'm sure John has all this done. And he's going through everything and, and has seen, you know, OK, we didn't do A, B and C. We need to be quicker with our delivery ball. We need to be faster. You know, they have a, they've they got plenty of fast forwards in there. They, you know, need to be faster with the delivery ball. You would be thinking that Kilkenny should have the upper hand in leash. But then again, it depends on what the bounce that leash are on. Yeah. And you know yourself, sometimes after staying up in a division, sometimes the bounce can be massive. Um, but there's a bit of continuity there though because the management with Kilkenny has been there for a couple of years the management that was with Leash has now changed mm. mid-season like as well which doesn't really help anything going forward It doesn't help but then again it depends on the management and it could be the best thing that it could ever be the best thing ever them. Sometimes you just need a complete new broom suits clean um, and it depends if the players buy in that's the big thing the players have to feel that you're invested in them if a player feels that you do not have time for them they will not bother to play for you they will not put in the effort they'll put in the effort but they'll know sure what's the point in doing this but they won't put 100% in exactly you know so that's what if players feel that you are actually giving them time and that you're that they're buying into what you're saying that's when you'll have success so I think I would say Kenny should beat Leash Okay, well, it's certainly not going to be an easy one, but uh, as you always say, if you're going to win matches, you have to beat what's in front of you and beat everyone and beat the best. And Leash, you never know, could be the best in that uh, grade at the minute. So it's not going to be an easy one. It is a home time for Leash. And as you know yourself, a home tie can make a huge difference with good support that's there as well. So, but you're just tipping Kilkenny just to come away Mm. with it. Where's that one on, Martin? In Leash, where? We don't know yet. Haven't Haven't got a venue yet. Okay. We'll have to wait and see. Same as Wexford, which is coming to it next. Wexford and Kilkenny in the Senior Championship. God, Wexford on a bounce, aren't they? They are. That's on Saturday as well. All those games, by the way, Saturday is at one o'clock. Um, one o'clock in Leash and one o'clock in a Wexford venue as well. This is going to be... Interesting. A good test. A I very think. good test. One, I... it's going to give Wexford 
a chance to see Where, how far they have progressed. On what level the they're league. at yeah. now, yeah. How much have they developed as a result of their success last year and going well again as well in the league? So they can use that as a gauge for, for championship form. But for Kilkenny, it'll definitely show where they're at. Because I suppose at the moment you would say Cork and Galway are sort of up there, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have, I suppose, Tipperary and Kilkenny then are sort of slotting in behind. Do Wexford come up? You know, it's it's that juxtaposition of, of where you would see them in the pecking order. But it was an interesting game last year in Parky Creef in the quarter final of the championship because Kilkenny had a decent enough lead potentially going in at half time. Wexford came out in the second half and it was like they were a completely different team altogether. So, so you know, that's killer instinct is coming back yeah. into play again. We need to be able to put away teams as in, you, look, a friend of mine, she's a sports psychologist and she'd always say you need to be aware that every team will have a purple patch against you, regardless of who you're playing. They'll always have a purple patch. So the thing is, will you? it's how you react to when they hit that purple patch. So do you actually, you know, let them have the purple patch or do you take control of the game and change the dynamics so that you have control of it? And that's what we have to do as in that Wexford will have a purple patch. Every team generally does. It's how you react to that situation. So they need to be, Kenny as a whole, when they're going out there will need to actually straight away, okay, if they get a score, whether it's a point or a goal or whatever, or two on the trot, once you get two on the trot, there's a little momentum coming and that's when you need to nip it in the bud. So that means, it means shoring up your back line, pushing forward and not to regress as I suppose we did it a bit on Saturday and I have no yeah. problem saying that, but they need to be actually attacking the ball. And that's when you need to be pushing up and putting pressure on them and their pockets. I suppose there's a bit of an incentive as well there for the winner that whoever comes out of it is going to be playing the Leinster final in O'More Park on the 14th of May as a curtain raiser to Galway and Leash, I think as well in the hurling that day. Yes, yes it is. Like, this is the way it should be. Um, Linda said it last week this is the way I, I think we need to get more people coming in to see Camogie and then they'll actually see how good these matches actually are But they are they're fantastic and it's not given much scope though because there's only going to be a week in it like the championship the, that is of course the Glen Dimplex Senior and Intermediate Championships well the senior one definitely because I'm looking at the fixtures here are starting on the 21st of May so there's not much to uh, there's not much time in between the Leinster Championship and the Ireland. And the other thing is, there's little come into play is injuries. And like, I mean, if you're going to be playing matches in quick succession, you can like, I mean, injuries will have a big bearing well, on teams. We've seen it between Limerick and Waterford at the weekend in the hurling. How many players went off injured with and looking quick up matches? To, and if you look at Kenny in the hurling, they haven't had any injuries. No. Touch wood, and they're in a good place. But again, because they're going to be in quick succession that's when it'll all come into play and we'll have to see how we're fixed with regard to injuries. But like, I mean, you... Kilkenny have enough on paper to beat Wexford. But the headspace has to be right and they have to be clinical. You know? And I know those girls can be clinical but it's making sure that they don't leave that little chink of the door open to let Wexford back in at any stage. Because if you do, they oh, will they, close oh, yeah. that door and if they shut get a on run, you. If they get a run, Uncle Kenny, that's when you sort of, and you don't want to have that. No. So that's why if there's one, two points in a row, it's straight away that Kilkenny are automatically are counteracting that straight away and back up the pitch as quick as they can. Yeah, well, we see that the Wexford defence is good enough. We know that they have the forwards. Okay, maybe their defence hasn't been really tested with the games that they've had it, and it certainly wasn't tested in the league final either, to be fair. Mm. Um, so maybe Kilkenny will test their defence in that, but Kilkenny's defence will certainly be tested on the day. 
Look, it will very much be dependent upon the defences as in, like, um, we know that Kilkenny will have the scoring power. We know that Wexford have the scoring power. So really, it's going to be whoever takes control of that. So your half-back line are going to be integral to that because you don't want the ball going in past there. And then it's about feeding the fast ball into our forwards because we do have quite nippy forwards. We do. And it's about getting in fast. And there's no point in, you know, doing these long solo runs because what's going to happen is that automatically you're allowing a back to slot straight back into the position and they're delighted like a, when, you, when you see a girl solo running as a back you're just delighted because it just means that you're you're yeah, back off and you're all cramming in and let her take her point but she's not getting a goal do you know that kind yeah, of thing yeah. so I, like, I, I just think it will be it'll all depend whichever defence has the upper hand on, on Saturday will have a lot to say on who wins the game right the nail your colours to the match I'm going to say Kenny I'm completely biased just being honest about it. If they don't, I'd be devastated. Look, there, there, there's a fabulous nucleus of girls there, um, but like I mean, I just, I'd like to see them just a little bit more cutthroat. And I know it's in them because I've seen them all individually oh, them be all right. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But it's just it just doesn't seem to be transmitting across within the team. So maybe they're just waiting for the championship to kick in and exactly get going. Yeah. and get going from there and this is an opener for us and a little pre-test well I suppose you don't know as well what type of team Brian is going to go with because he could want to try out some players in the Leinster Championship and give some game time to players and maybe that oh, well, they he has done that in the league to be fair to him so I think now with the championship the week after and I mean realistically you can't lose any kind of a game if you want to qualify out of the group as well especially True. with three very tough away games in Antrim Down and Galway mm. um, Well he might in the Leinster give one or two a run out or if there's anybody that's dodgy with the guard injury that he just wants to mind well, that's, that's very what true. I'd be playing yeah. that's the way I'd be thinking on that level but um, I suppose um, it seems to me that uh, I heard that they had an in-house game on on Sunday and, and that was fairly hard going by all accounts. It was hammer and tongs. And that's what you want. You want to have people going in and really like, you know, busting a gut and, and putting a marker down. Bit so. of the Cody mantra, you can't bait it. Oh, I'm telling you. Skin and hair flying, I'd say, was the term that was used. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we'll see how it goes. But I do think Kilkenny need to start winning and to have that habit of winning and keep it up because we were unfortunate in the league like I mean there was only a point either way as we keep on saying like and that free then at the end against Cork as well it could have been completely different and yeah. you know so that's that. they're the things you need a bit of luck as well when it they comes do really, to it but yeah. they need to that's what they need to be thinking is that if they start to think that they're inferior to any team that's when you would get and I don't think so they'll know they, and I'm sure Brian is referring back to look that point and the scoring average was the difference that's the small differences and it's small margins that mm-hmm. win matches and win all Ireland's. And at the end of the day, I firmly believe that this group of girls want to go back and win in all Ireland, and yeah. nothing less will do them. Oh God, yeah, totally agree with you, Paula. It has been a pleasure as always. We will be live on Saturday in Wexford, wherever it's going to be on KCLR ninety six. FM. Uh, the Come On Kind presentation is down for next Sunday as well so we will have uh, bits and pieces uh, for our podcast for next week. Um, lots of live uh, action coming forward uh, for you. As I said we will be in Wexford on Saturday. The Media Awards night is on so best of luck to all the gang heading to Crow Park on Saturday. It's going to be a good one. Um, hopefully, we might be there. You never know yet. Um, then on Sunday, brush, best brushing off the old dicky bow, Martin. Uh, I don't know about the dicky bow. The time might come out, but I have a new shirt and on now for it. So, you know. oh, oh, I'm telling you, we I could to, use a phrase, but it's not appropriate for the airways. We have to look smart. involving a fur coat. <laughs> 
no, no. Behave yourself over there. Uh, but yeah, anyway, best of luck to the under 16s uh, as well on Sunday and lots more to come and we will have a reaction in the whole lot for you for next week. But Paula, it has been a pleasure as always. Going to miss you on Saturday. I have to go find a co-host now for the match on Saturday. I'm afraid I'm heading to the kingdom for a family event. So, uh, well, I haven't, we haven't been down since Christmas, I suppose. And as well as that, it's, I haven't had a free weekend really. That's what am I going to do with my time now? You know, free, free weekend. weekends. You yeah. never have much free time at all at all. So anyway, enjoy it. I hope the weather is delightful in the, the kingdom for you um, for the event. Um, but that is it from us here on uh, Come On Kind here in the KCLR studios. Don't forget to download um, and subscribe and hit the button to get the notifications. When we go live normally on the Tuesday and it'll go directly to your phone, the podcast is available through all of the good podcast places that you normally get them. It is also on scoreline.ie and it will be on the KCLR 96FM app as well. But until next weekend, it's a goodbye from me and enjoy the rest of your week. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. Oh